Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On 700 WLW. And we go to Bloomberg and standing by is Joan Doniger. Joan, how are you on this glorious Monday? Uh, just glorious, Ken. It Absolutely. Is, it's a glorious it's a day. Be- now, terrific day. Uh, a lot of the things that uh, we have had to change in the last nine months, uh, I'm wondering how much farther or, I guess, further into the future we're going to see them. How many do you think are going to actually be around? Well, the Wall Street Journal has some information on that, and it says, you know, with vaccines just a few weeks away, things there are certain things that we will go back to. Yeah, going to movies, going to theaters, anything like that. We'll go sports events. But grocery delivery is something that uh, we may stick with for a while. We found it very convenient. Some things we used to have to do in person, like kicking the tires of a used car, that may not be necessary anymore. Uh, there are companies like Shift Technologies and Vroom pushing CarMax to move online more quickly. Yeah, I think grocery delivery is going to be around for a while. I really do. First of all, it's convenient. Second of all, it's, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's uh, I guess, from a standpoint of interaction with other people during a pandemic, it's, it's a lot safer than the other way, too. The only problem is, is when I order something online and I go to pick it up at the grocery store, I don't always get what I want. I mean, they, and you well, don't find it. out until they bring the bag out to the car. Yeah, and exactly. You know, the bananas that you order may be a little too ripe, not the ones you would pick, or the meat cuts, things like that. I still think that there's a, a lot of um, convenience is, is worth a lot, but sometimes you need to make the choice. Yeah. Uh, millennials will always tell you that they've got it tough, but really some of them are caught in, I guess, what you call the... Uh, uh, the sandwich mode. They have to take care of their own kids. they got to take care of aging parents. So it is kind of tough for them, I guess. And they're caught in another economic downturn. You know, they came of age, what, around 10 years ago or so, 12 years ago, just in time for uh, the, the 2008 financial collapse, getting on their feet. Now, well, about a third of millennials who are aged, what, 24 to 39, yep. have say they have been rejected to for loans credit cards, and other financial products. Bankrate.com says lending standards got tighter during the pandemic, and now about half of those rejected say their personal finances were negatively affected. So they've been hit hard again. Bell rings in uh, an hour and 20 minutes. What are we looking at? Uh, We're looking at a good start to the week, and that's because of AstraZeneca's uh, saying that it's vaccine candidate has prevented infection in about 70 percent of those tested now that's not as good as moderna or pfizer's which are in the you know better than 90 percent almost 95 percent but uh if you play with the the astrazeneca results they say that if you give people a half dose and then uh, follow it up with a full dose then it is 90 percent effective so s&p futures are up 22 nasdaq futures 46 and dow futures up 198 points from the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on News Radio 700 WLW. 811, 811. Ken Brew for Mike McConnell on this Monday. Good morning. Great to have you with us. Well, if you didn't watch it live, you probably saw the replay. And now the Bengals and Joe Burrow face an uncertain future. Was this simply the inevitable? 
I mean, everybody seemed to think it was going to happen. Was this simply the inevitable with Joe Burrow? Standing by to talk with me is my favorite number 85. He is and always will be. He is former Bengal great and now a member here at iHeart Cincinnati, Tim McGee. Tim, how are you on this glorious Monday? I am doing good. Just getting my day started. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. all is bad on a black Monday and after a black Sunday. So I'm just trying to recuperate from the loss of um, our franchise quarterback. Now, when you bought your Maserati, did you put your Maserati in a garage or did you leave it out in the driveway for all of the elements to get to it? In other words, why would you uh, draft Joe Burrow and not put people around him like the Maserati in the garage that can protect him? Can you explain that to me? It's, it's First of all, it has to be a Ferrari, number one. I wouldn't drive a Maserati. Why not? Hey, man, Ferraris are the way to go. Uh-huh. Ferraris, number one, Lambo, number two. Then you can get to the Maseratis, but right. neither here nor there. But. I, I, I think the uh, I know we uh, we felt this was inevitable, and uh, when you said about the protection package, Joe Burrow needed to be protected from management. He needed to be te- protected from the head coach. He needed to be protected from the locker room, and he needed to be somewhat protected from himself. As in, he he was a very confident, and rightfully so, person, and so was the coach. But at some point in time. Since you didn't or they did not make the necessary changes or upgrades in the offensive line, there still should have been some adjustments made as far as the number of times he was throwing the ball. Kenny, the guy was throwing the he was on pace to throw the ball sixty times in yeah. that last game. Yeah. Thirty four times in the first half. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Furthermore, you could put you can incorporate a tight end in the protect protective scheme. You can run the ball more, or you could throw short passes. Yeah. On the play he got hurt, it was none of the above. Yeah. And when you have when you have these five receivers or the spread offense, you are. I mean, we know they were rolling the dice every every game, every quarter, every play that they're passing the ball. But I go back to saying this, and we said this on the uh, on, on the post game show many a many and the pregame show many a time, Kenny Brew. The number one job for Zach Taylor and the Bengals were, were not to win games. The number one job was to protect Joe Burrow yeah. because he was the franchise now and he was the franchise in the future. And just as important, he could be the determining factor in the Bengals being in Cincinnati when their lease is up. He could be that because he himself would bring fans hope and he'll bring them physically to the stadium yeah he's he's this is a guy that you drafted to be the face of your franchise you make a very interesting point about about the team and its longevity here when the lease is up they're going to be looking for a new stadium they all look for new stadiums there's not a uh, an ounce of taxpayer dollars that will go into something like this as the situation exists right now and i've said that that's one of the compelling reasons why they had to draft the guy in the first place but 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 to a to a, a practice and you may you make great points about you can't have a qu- anytime a quarterback throws sixty times in a game your team is by and large losing very few quarterbacks throw sixty times and his team wins so in the off season how could they not have known that this might be a problem now the free agent market wasn't great but there were some really good tackles and guards out there if they wanted to spend the money. Instead, they spent eighteen million dollars on AJ Green. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why you draft T. Higgins, you bring AJ back, 
You already have Tyler Boyd. You got this great quarterback. Why not go out and spend that money aggressively initially on somebody that can protect the quarterback? I'm baffled by that. Somewhere inside management, between the head coach and management, they felt that maybe it was the uh, maybe it was Jim Turner, the uh, offensive line coach. Maybe it was Zach Taylor. Maybe it was Bill Callahan. Maybe it was Duke Tobin. But at some point in time, someone or a group agreed that what they had in the offensive line had the potential to be solid individually and collectively, and they rolled the dice. Now. Here's what's astonishing. The average or below average person or the poor person that does, has never been around a game could have seen or had the forthright to understand that that just wasn't going to happen. And maybe, you, maybe by being inside those rooms sometimes, those meetings, you overanalyze things, you overthink things, and you agree when you shouldn't agree. But someone with just something called common sense, should have stepped to the forefront and go, no, we got to upgrade this offensive line here, there. Jonah Williams coming back. Remember, Kenny Jonah Williams was coming back. He was a rookie. He hadn't even played a down. That's right. He's he's a solid player. I'm not taking that away. But the right side of the line was, I mean, it just wasn't very good. Some would would describe it as trash, you know, from the younger standpoint. So, and when they don't do it, Again, Kenny, we are not surprised. What we are, we're disappointed. Yeah. We are thoroughly disappointed because we felt this would happen, and we are pissed because it should not have happened. Last point, last point on this particular subject. Kenny, Zach Taylor stated that he left Joe Burrows in the Steeler game to gain momentum for what? We don't know. <laughs> we're still trying to figure that out, if you yeah. remember that quote. Yeah. Again, that is where I am saying you have to protect a, a young, eager player from himself sometimes. And that is a coach's job, and that probably was one of the few criticisms. I, I give Zach some criticism, but that was a big one because you, the head coach, have to be in charge and know what's in his best interest and not your best interest. Yeah, uh, and, and uh, I thought his answer yesterday in his postgame news conference when confronted about this situation, I thought his answer was totally inadequate. I, I think, I think he had. A, I think there was a, a time there to admit maybe we should have done things a little differently. Look, you and I can shake our fist at the clouds and be two angry old men. We've been around here long enough to know that the way that franchise does business is not going to change. We know that it doesn't have a de facto front office. It doesn't have a general manager. The general manager is Mike Brown. Duke Tobin is a glorified scout. So they don't have a front office. And I think this is probably one of the reasons why we arrived to where we are today after what you just said about there was this, this, this roundabout discussion and they arrived at a consensus as opposed to one guy saying, no, we're doing this. If we're drafting this guy, we're doing this to protect him. Now, we can complain about the structure of that front office all we want. It's not going to change. But I think it played into what happened to Joe Burrow yesterday. There, there is no doubt because they made changes on the defensive side of the of the football team, and they know they should have made changes on the offensive line. It is it doesn't take a football guru to figure that out. And I know, just like you, just like every fan that watches a Cincinnati Bengals football game, 
prior to Joe getting hurt, we were cringing every time. Look at the number of times he was taking hits. Yes. I think he had a going into the game, he had a, a record seventy four hits and yeah. how many times he's been sacked. So again, it was just it was literally a matter of time when he did not get up. And when he didn't get up, how many texts did you get or phone oh. calls you get or oh. emails did you get? Oh. I got them. And it was like, I told you. Yeah. We knew it was gonna happen. So yeah. again, it goes back to how does not management do something about it? And I, I said on the shows over and over and over and over and over again, I would sit Zach Taylor down and go, your number one job is to protect number nine. Yeah. Whatever you got to do, if we lose, if we go another two and 14, it's not okay, but I'd rather take that criticism because the worst case scenario is that happening, what happened yesterday. Now you got to look forward and say, okay. We, will we learn from our mistakes? Will we upgrade that line? Will we protect him because he's not going to be as mobile for when he first comes back? He's young. He, he will. He will, will recover. The uh, Dr. Galloway and Paul Sparling, they were getting back on the field physically. Mentally, that's another thing. But it's going to take a little time for him to get, gain his 100% confidence back. But they got to they, – I mean, we, we're talking about the past. They got to make sure they take care of the future now, yeah. and that's up for grabs. Yeah. Um, always good talking with you, my friend. I tell everybody this, but I tell you this as well. Just stay healthy. We need to hear your voice. Thank you. I appreciate you do the same, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. To Tim McGee, number eighty-five, eight twenty-one. Let's look at traffic one more time. Here he is, the now seemingly mythical Chuck Ingram. <laughs> Chuck. From the UCL Traffic Center, home to the nationally recognized pancreatic cancer. So, uh, after the injury to Joe Burrow last night, I mean, the Bengals as a team, I'm sure, were in shock. And interesting thoughts from uh, Tim McGee, by the way, before we press a little further here. I mean, it is. This is the franchise's face. There's a lease here in this city with that stadium that's up, I believe, in less than six years. Uh, and you would hope that there would be some sort of consensus, some buildup to, you know, to try and at some point address that, if not with taxpayers' dollars, at least with some sort of creative financing that involves the government and the local government here. This was the reason why they drafted Kajana Carter back in 1995. This is the reason why he came here to build up some buzz to get what is now Paul Brown Stadium built. He was gone for all intents and purposes three games into his first preseason game. Now he got Burrow gone halfway into his first season. Uh, you wonder, you just wonder what the thinking was before this season. We all questioned it. We're the offensive linemen. You're wheeling back and out the same cast of characters you had last year, and they were not good. Here's Zach Taylor after the game on the Burrow injury. Here's what he had to say. It's not fun. Um, you know, he's making improvements every week, and, and we were getting the offense headed in a direction that, that we thought was exciting. And uh, really felt like in that first half, we didn't – we missed some opportunities for points. It was unbelievable. You know, we felt like uh, we were doing a great job moving the ball and only came away with nine points somehow. And, uh, you know, felt really good coming out of the second half. And then uh, to, to lose your quarterback is tough, but but that's that's the way it goes, you know. And, and uh, next man up and Finley – Finley came up, and we got to help him, and I, I got to call, put him in some better situations there um, to give him some confidence going early, and, and we just didn't get it done all the way around. He needed to be stronger than that about Burrow. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, that's the face. 
That's the guy that's out there every day. He needed to be a little bit stronger. I'm not saying he had to run down his offensive line, but I wanted to hear more than, well, that's the way it goes. I thought that was just, that was not strong on his part. Meanwhile, the uh, man of the hour quarterback is Ryan Finley. We all know what happened when Finley was the man of the hour last year. It's one of the reasons why they wound up with Joe Burrow. Anyway, he was one of the first to talk to Burrow after it was over. Yeah, I, you know, I talked with him. I, I sat with him for, for a little bit. Um, I didn't really have many words. I didn't know what to say um, other than, uh, you know, I, I hope he recovers very soon because he's a, he's a hell of a player and it's been, it's been a lot of fun watching him play, um, you know, the, this first half of the season. So um excited for when he's back. If you look at what's on the horizon after this, right? I mean, you, you, you just finished with Washington. You got the giants who aren't very good. You got Dallas who won yesterday, but aren't very good. You got the Texans who aren't very good. You thought those were winnable games with Ryan uh, Finley. I'm not sure it is anymore. The other, thing you, the other thing you saw yesterday, and I don't know if this is just, this is just a product of the, the moment, but that team was deflated after, after Burrow went down. It, it almost seemed like they wanted to be anywhere except that stadium. Now you get a couple of days behind you. You get another opponent on the horizon, and maybe it changes and everything. But uh, Carl Lawson was talking about that, how, how the morale just on that, you could just sense that it just sunk right into the ground after that Burrow injury. Anybody's morale is bad, but um, especially for a guy like Joe, um, a leader for a rookie, um, and, you know, he's heart, soul, his team. So, I mean, morale is bad, but at the same time, it's not a really an excuse, uh, like, Especially Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you're in the heat of battle, if you're wounded, your opponent does not care. So my mentality was to go out there and continue to fight and play as hard as I could. So, um, yeah. So there it is. Day one after the injury to Joe Burrow. You, you know, you can't change history. It is what it is. But you sure can change the future. I mean, it's just, it's, it's beyond belief that they didn't address their offensive line before we got to this yesterday. It should not be beyond anything except reality that they address it aggressively going forward. They were playing with fate, and fate bit them in the butt. It's 828 News Radio 700 WLW. This is the Zach Taylor Report, brought to you in part by RL Carriers and by Mike Castrusi Chevrolet on 700 WLW, the home of the 700 WLW. Joan Doniger back with us. I guess fees is going to step back a little bit from higher fees for retailers, huh? That's right. It's going to wait before raising those swipe fees paid by stores when you use credit cards in them. Uh, Because of the pandemic, Visa had planned to make those big changes. The biggest change to swipe fees in some 10 years with higher uh, fees planned for online sale. But now they're holding back because of the pandemic. They say they can't do it in this atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Reebok, too. Uh, What's what's going on with Reebok? I'm, I'm hearing there could be some big news. 
Yeah, the running shoe that has had trouble keeping pace with Nike may be sold. Reeboks, you know, used to be all the rage. But sure. there have been rumors for a while that uh, the company that owns Reeboks, uh, Reebok, Adidas, yep. is looking to sell it. Well, now there's a report in the New York Times that Adidas has hired J.P. Morgan Chase to help it with mm. the sale. The report saying Reebok could bring in about a billion dollars, which is a nice chunk of change. Yeah. Unless you're Adidas, which paid about $4 billion oh. for Reebok some 15 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, it could be a problem. Tough time yeah, for turkey bit. farmers? Are you telling me this? Tough time for turkey farmers? Yeah, go figure, right? The shift towards smaller scale Thanksgivings, because thanks COVID, is hurting turkey farmers. Uh, producers and sellers are scrambling to fill orders for smaller birds, partial cuts, you know, turkey breasts. One farmer tells Reuters that restaurants and meat shops in major Midwestern cities have cut their orders by up to 20%. He's had to make up business by partnering with online sellers, shipping turkeys to the West Coast. And all of it has been very stressful because it's all been very last minute. Well, as tough it is for the turkey farmers, it's worse for the turkeys. Uh, (laughs) Stocks are going to be the forefront here in about 50 minutes. What are we looking at on the street? Optimism to start the week. That's because, that's because of news about AstraZeneca's positive vaccine news uh, results. It can, its candidate prevents infection in about 70% of those tested. Uh, right now, S&P futures are up 22. NASDAQ futures 49. Dow futures 184 points. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on News Radio 700 WLW. Thank you, Joan. 840 News Radio 700 WLW. I am Ken Brew. In for Mike McConnell today, the day after Joe Burrow suffered what appears to be a horrific knee injury. Someone who knows how to put knees back together again, shoulders, elbows, too. He's done it all of his adult life, is standing by to visit with us right now on the road back for Joe Burrow. He is Dr. Timothy Kremchek, among other things. Dr. Kremchek is the Reds team physician. Doc, how are you today? I'm doing all right. Could have been better if... uh... That injury didn't happen yesterday. As I looked at it, um, it, it looked like his knee bent the wrong way, basically. The, the kneecap was inverted uh, back in towards his hip. Um, what normally happens when something like that happens? Well, you know, the knee bends forward, extends forward, but it, it doesn't want to go inside or outside. And his foot was planted, his leg was extended, and he got hit from the outside and uh, you could see that it went to a position inside that it doesn't need to go. And classically what happens there is you tear a number of ligaments. Uh, you might have other damage, too. It depends on what the MRI shows. But uh, certainly it's something that he won't come back this year from. And uh, most likely, I mean, you know, again, I haven't seen the MRI, nor do I have I seen him. But certainly he's going to need a surgical procedure, and he's going to need time and you know, carefully planned out to be able to come back. Yeah, if you blow your ACL out, it, and, and again, I don't, I don't know if this is true or not. I only know what I've heard. Chances are there are other things that are are a problem in there too. Whether it's an, an MCL, PCL, uh, patellar tendon, uh, which might lead to a kneecap dislocation. There, there could be several things he's looking at with uh, besides this. Hopefully not, but there could be. You know, people hear about ACLs all the time, and you're right, an isolated ACL injury is moderately in these days easy to deal with. It's very predictable how to fix it, how to rehab it, uh, everything. 
But then you've got variables, other, other ligaments that are involved, uh, the cartilage that's involved, the meniscus that's involved, and all those have to be fixed. They take time to heal, and, and it affects your rehabilitative process as far as when you can run, cut, jump. And so the predictability of when you can return and what you can do is, is oftentimes very hazy. You know, these, this is, this is going to be a very difficult situation. I mean, there's going to be a lot of politics that go on here as far as uh, a number of doctors seeing the injury, a number of doctors weighing in on the approach, an agent deciding on where the uh, you know where a high profile athlete should go, and it just becomes very topsy turvy. And I hope for for Joe Burrow, most athletes, and I've been dealing with professional athletes for 25 years, they want a diagnosis, they want it fixed, and they want to move on to recovery. So hopefully this doesn't play out too long. So on a timeline, and again, we'll know better as you know the MRI and uh, all that comes in, and and they can get a look at them in light of day but but the timeline on this is it's the 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 surgery is soon but it's not right away you've got to let that knee calm down a little bit don't you well it depends it depends on what the knee looks like how swollen is it Uh, certainly a lot of swelling uh around the knee you want to wait you want to you want the swelling to go down uh because you want to get the motion you don't want to be operating on a in other words you're adding insult to a significant already insult meaning the injury the Mm -hmm. insult of surgery so you have to be very careful because you want to be aggressive post-operatively to get the motion and the strength back. So, you know, there's some, again, it gets a little bit dicey. And, uh, again, with a guy like Joe Burrow, a lot of people are going to be weighing in on the exact uh, procedure, when to do it, how to do it, why to do it, how to rehab from it. And yeah, sometimes like that, a lot of cooks make things a little, a little more interesting. And the problem is transparency. I mean, we're all, uh, we're all sitting there watching how it was injured, getting the bits and pieces that come from the Bengals, trying to respect Joe Burrow privacy to a certain extent but uh you know a lot of it's going to be a guessing game because i guarantee the true facts won't be public yeah uh i want to say it's been about 15 years since carson palmer had uh, his knee surgery and he had all of the things that we just talked about it was a garden variety of things that he did to his knee i'm just wondering in the 15 years since has surgery progressed any far any any further for this type of an injury, and has rehab progressed any further? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, how we fixate. Uh, and, and fix the ligaments has changed, uh, how we rehab them changed, how we can protect the ligaments as they heal with sometimes what we call internal braces, and uh, some of these devices has changed. So, yeah, I think a lot has changed. Now, Carson Palmer, uh, have you, uh, the, the doctor that fixed him was out in Salt Lake uh, uh, City, uh, Lonnie Paulus. He um, and he was he was very renowned at what he did, and he did an excellent job. I mean, Carson Palmer played twelve more years, and mm-hmm. the injury looked very similar. Foot planted, hit from the outside, uh, similar to what Carson Palmer went through, and he had a significant number of uh, ligaments in his kneecap injured too, and it's been well documented. So again, the the idea that uh, Joe Burrow, who just seems to be an incredible guy and doing incredible things, and and great for the team and great for the city, and he and he seems early on to have handled it extremely well. He's got a long road ahead of him, but uh, with modern technology, the right techniques, he'll come back and he'll play and hopefully have a long career. And, you know, it's again, there's, there's always the fear factor and the and the uh, uh, the fear factor of getting hit again and how guys respond to it. But he seems like the kind of guy that's, 
you know, he's right there. He's, he's going to be playing football for a long time and hopefully for the Bengals. Timeline for recovery from something like this. I know it varies from person to person. We all react differently to stress and to stress inside our bodies and certainly surgery. But the timeline for this I've always read is between six to nine months. Uh, Palmer made it back from a, a January surgery to play in August. Uh, is that is that best case scenario or what's typical on these kinds of things? Well, best is going to be six months, the absolute best. It's not going to be sooner than that. Uh, it is closer, probably going to be closer to nine. Depends on what other ligaments are injury, injured. I mean, you can say six to 12. You've got to give some variance here to when this would be uh, fixed, when a swelling would go down, whether the, what, uh, what else was actually injured, it, ligaments, meniscus, uh, everything, and, and, and hopefully a, a very normal, straightforward, aggressive course of rehabilitation. But at least six months. Well, probably right around a nine-month area is, is when guys come back for something like this. And, again, rehabilitation has changed quite a bit. Functional rehabilitation has changed. Um, how we get these guys back, it's not just fix them and let them heal and go back and play. It's mm-hmm. running, jumping, cutting, and, you know, progressing slowly. I mean, the guy's going to be start throwing a fo- throw football, not be hit, protected. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping with all of this that he'll be able to come back very, very strong. And, obviously, a guy like this for the Bengals is, is huge. Sure. I mean, Sure. For, the, for the next 10 years, it's going to be huge for the franchise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dr. Tim Kremchek, always great catching up with you, my friend. Stay well. We need to hear your voice. <laughs> good talking to you. Sound good. Okay. Yeah. 848 Bye. News Radio 700 WLW. What's going on? Out on the highways, one more check of traffic with Chuck Ingram. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, Ken. From the UC Health Traffic Center, home to the nationally recognized Pancreatic Cancer Center, our care plans are backed by Site 06, and he is going to take your phone calls on what transpired at uh, FedEx Field, the home of the Washington football team yesterday, and Joe Burrow. Right now, as we do every week at this time, we go to Washington. Steve Roberts is the ABC News political analyst. Uh, Steve, how are you on this glorious Monday? Well, I'm delighted that the Washington football team actually won a game, but I'm really sorry about Joe Burrow. He's a great young quarterback. Uh, he was giving us fits there yesterday, and I, I just feel for all of the Bengals fans out there because it's it's such a blow when you lose such a great young star. And I, I wish him the best and wish him a really speedy recovery. And it was really striking to me how many of his old Ohio State teammates who played for the Redskins, Chase Young and uh, uh, Terry McLaurin, yeah. uh, came over to him and just almost weeping. They were so upset about what had happened to him. Yeah, he's, he, he, he is. I mean, he's, you know, you, you talk about somebody you want to have as the face of your franchise. That's him. He's, he's just a good guy, and he's a hard worker, and he gets it. He gets a lot of things over and above football. And he'll be back. Right. I'm sure he will. We hope to the same I level. So. Well, right, well, yeah, you know, and I know he's an Ohio kid, and I know he tweeted yesterday, See you next year. So for all the fans in Cincinnati, I, I really hope that's true. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what's going on in your town. I, found this, I find this fascinating. Some things you, you, you think you know, but you don't know. So there's, there's been no monies given to Biden and his transition team. It, it just hasn't happened, and largely because of one person at the GSA who is beholden only to the president. How, how do, why are we in that situation? Why does the government work that way? Well, it's kind of crazy, but the law is that this one official, her name is Emily Murphy, she is the head of the General Services Administration, which is a housekeeping agency of the federal government, um, and the law is kind of vague, and it basically says uh, uh, when uh, the president-elect is, is uh, obvious that uh, 
she should sign a, an order uh, giving uh, that president-elect the rights to transition briefings and office space and, and uh, you know, expense, uh, expenses, and she's refused to do it. But this is emblematic of a much larger uh, point, Ken, which is that the, the president has refused to do this. And this is, this is astounding. This has just never happened in American history before. Even back, you go back to 2000, I covered the Bush v. Gore fight, lasted for 30 days. Al Gore was behind by 500 votes in one state. Mm -hmm. And yet when the Supreme Court finally said the election's over, the recount stops, Gore was bitter, he was frustrated, but he accepted the outcome of the election. Donald Trump is behind by five, six million votes. Joe Biden's going to get 306 electoral votes, the same total uh, Trump himself got four years ago, which Trump proclaimed to be a landslide. And yet, against all evidence, all facts, all reality, Trump continues to insist that he won the election. It's not true. He did not win the election. But he keeps saying it. His supporters keep believing it. And this one woman continues to insist that she's going to stay loyal to Trump. And it just... It's a crazy situation because the country has to move forward. We're in the middle of a deadly pandemic. The economy is facing an enormous crisis. There are daily issues of national security abroad, troop withdrawals in Afghanistan and many other places. The Trump, the Trump administration has got to understand and got to make it possible for the Biden administration to come into office, and yet they absolutely refuse to listen. Uh, do, do you think it's the administration or do you think it's the president? Oh, yeah, here's my oh, theory. The president. Yeah, here's my theory here's my theory i don't mean i'm uh, and this is just a theory i think he feels that his presidency was sullied from jump because of the russia investigation which proved to go nowhere and it hampered him that he's not going to do anything to help biden and 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 his transition team until he's forced to do it by court order i, I just don't think it's going to happen well i don't think it's going to happen either and, and, and then it's true that Trump has always been consumed by grievance. That's how he's governed. That's how he's campaigned. His whole political persona has been um, bristled with grievances against the fake news and um, you know the, everybody else who is out to get him. The, you know the, the the folks in Silicon Valley and Wall Street and Hollywood. I mean, this is just this is how he operates. This is his mindset. And um, uh, but it's it's look. No one expects Trump supporters to accept Joe Biden's policies. That's not the point. The point is simply to accept the notion of who won the election. Fight him on, on, on the battlefield. Fight him in Congress. Oppose his policies. Fair enough. That's how politics works. But to say he's not a legitimate president, this has never happened in our history before, where an overwhelming vote of the, of, of the public is being rejected and denied by an incumbent president. It just never happened before. Yeah, it's fascinating. The whole GSA thing to me is just, it's 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 mind-boggling. All right, listen, uh, Steve, have a great week. Have a good Thanksgiving. You and I will visit down the road. Thank you. We, we will, and uh, all the best to Joe Burrow and the Bengals fans. They deserve, uh, they deserve a good team and a good quarterback. That is the understatement of the century. Good team and a good quarterback. Well, we've been waiting for a good team in this town for a very long time, haven't we? Whether it's football or baseball or a college basketball team that has a legit shot to win a national championship. We've suffered through Kenyon Martin and Carson Palmer and now Joe Burrow. As somebody said there's only so many times you can get hit in the groinal area. They said it differently, of course. Uh, but uh, there's only so many times you can get hit 
before you just say enough is enough. We'll see. Scott Sloan is next. He'll take your phone calls on Joe Burrow and what happened to him Sunday and where the the, uh, fault may lie. I'm back in tomorrow morning for Mike McConnell at 5 a.m. Please be here. We will take attendance on 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. How long will the Bengals be without their... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.